Hi, it's Michelle. Thank you for joining me for another segment of Life Chat with Chaplain Michelle. And so in a previous segment, uh, the I Believe, My I Believe statement, where I talked a little bit about how I was crystallizing my vision and what I believed to be my purpose in the earth and why I do what I do, uh, one of the things that I mentioned was some observations that I've made that I call ready, set, go, make history and what that means to each of us and how each of us that are alive at any given moment, we are participating in making history. No one owns history. History is the product of us being human and the activities and events that shape our lives. All too often, we tend to uh, glamorize that process when really it's just humans doing what they do and being who they are, hopefully, in most cases, becoming better people and better individuals and therefore helping others to do the same. Of course, we know that's not always the case. But to the extent that we understand that, then we should all be aiming for our higher selves, not our lower selves. So what I'm going to do over the next few segments, and I dare say for as long as I do this podcast, a lot of this will be peppered in is I'm going to share with you some of the observations that I have made, not just observations. I think that that is an understatement, at least for me. I try not to speak about anything I haven't actually experienced or been intimately involved in. So I'm not just speaking from an academic perspective or something that I studied or something that I researched. It's not data-informed so much as it is anecdotal and experiential. It is about the lived experiences that I have had, the lived experiences of others that I have shared in or been able to contribute to in some way. And so these are the things that I have learned that have helped to shape me. I am still learning and growing. I consider myself to be a lifelong learner, and I don't mean that just from an academic perspective. I think that the process from birth to the time we transition out of here should be about us learning and living and growing and tapping into our higher selves, becoming better people, and therefore uh, empowering and growing and uh, enlightening and helping humanity become the best form of itself, not the worst form of itself. So on this particular segment, What I'm talking about has to do with a few things, and I'm just reading to you really right now because I wrote these notes about, I would say, a year and a half to two years ago from the time of this recording. So my notes say, and I'm just going to read this to you, how we took shape before we got here. Now, I am not in any way right now trying to go into the biological um, and physiological aspects of how we are created as human beings, and it's for me... It's really about the fact that what is not seen, the spiritual aspect of our existence, is really what drives us. However, because we can't see it, we tend to dismiss it, and therefore, by dismissing it, we think that we have some control based on our actions and, our, and, and how we treat other people. But really, what's driving all of this is the spiritual component. The part we can't see drives what we see. The part we can't touch drives what we do. So how we took shape before we got here is really about that. It's about history, spirit, soul, and body. It's about all of it. It's about the totality of it. We have to face the good and the evil attached to it 
attached to our individual and collective histories in order to make a better future and a better ending. In order to become our very best, we have to be in the moment, let that moment bear upon us, know how to negotiate it, and let it transform us without being crushed under the weight of it. We have not learned how to do this because we do not understand it, the spiritual component of who we are. We do not understand how our spiritual genealogy and our history really impacts the moment that we are in. And we do not understand the pervasive impact on and influence in every area of our lives and our intera- in, in our interactions with others. As a result, we end up deceived into thinking, yes, deceived is the word that I am intentionally using, deceived into thinking that through cosmetic changes and adjustments, i.e., we work too much, we self-medicate, we change shape, we change our shape, we change our faces, we change our bodies, we treat ourselves and others poorly because we do not understand the universal impact and intention for why we are here as human, human beings. Therefore, we don't know how to cope with the confluence of circumstances, people, places, things, feelings, emotions that can simultaneously bear upon us. It's not all about us, although we have a significant role to play. Let me read that again. It's not all about us, although each of us has a significant role to play. It is a generational relay race. The baton got passed to you and to me, or the baton got dropped, and we inherited it. How do we know what we inherited outside of a written chronicle or document of sort, a will, or even just a note? If you had something like this, and again, I'm speaking from a spiritual perspective, because what we do is we tend to focus on the history that is tied to physical events, things we can see and touch and feel. But that even that history is driven by things we cannot see. The history that came before us is part of shaping the history right now. That's why people say history repeats itself. Well, it depends. If it's good history, if it's something good that edifies and builds up the human race, it should repeat itself, but we should be intentional about that. But we shouldn't use history repeats itself as an excuse for letting things that diminish humanity to continue. So in terms of understanding that, why we are who we are, why we are where we are, why we value certain things and other people have different opinions or different views, all of that is important, and yet none of us owns history. Not one of us owns it, but we are all part of making history happen with every breath, as I said on the previous podcast. So. It's not all about us. It is a generational relay race. With every generation, we should be getting better as a human race, not worse. We need to stop using the excuse that history repeats itself unless what we are saying is that we have committed to repeating the beauty, the beautiful things about our history, the things that build us up and each other up, and we are abandoning the things that do not. None of us owns history, just like none of us owns life. So I can't take anything from you, 
or I shouldn't, and you shouldn't be trying to take anything from me. That sense of entitlement is, is what I call, that is the deception that we operate in because certain people have told us certain things about who we are or who we are not. It doesn't matter, uh, complexion, culture, uh, gender, religion. Those things are, are part of who we are, but at our core, we are all human, and that's where we have to start. We like to start in division, but we're all human which means we have the greatest thing in common, and that is being alive at the same time. So let me continue with my notes here. Yet, we would still need to know how to process information, and most importantly, how to use the information we have to actually change history. So how do we change history, make it better? Just because certain things happen doesn't mean they need to happen again not if they aren't beneficial to the human race as a whole. Because we are so myopic in our thinking and so selfish and driven by selfish desire and selfish intention, me, myself, and I, us four no more, we lose the bigger picture of the fact that we wouldn't all be here at the same time if there wasn't a common purpose for us to serve. The universe, the higher being, does not continue to give us life so that we can treat each other like dirt. That's just not how it works. And that's not how it should work. How do we use our history then as a springboard to keep from repeating the things that don't benefit us individually or collectively? How do we use both the past and the present to shape the future for the better for generations to come? Whether the, the, the baton that was passed to you got dropped on the handoff or not, you and I inherited something that still needs to be identified, reconciled, and leveraged for the future. Essentially, what I'm saying is we can't know everything. We need to stop trying to know everything because the pursuit of knowledge is fantastic. I like research, I like books, I like going to libraries, I like doing all of those things. But at some point, we have to stop and really ask the hard questions about who we are. And not just who we are, but the kind of people that we want to be. We can study till our heart's content. We can literally study from the time we can read until the time we can read no more. But that's not going to make us a better human. What makes us better people? is the intentional pursuit of becoming a better person. So am I using what I read, what I feel, what I think, what I believe? Belief drives thought. Thought drives behavior. So am I using what I believe on me first? Am I using what I believe to become a better person? So if I look at myself honestly, I'm not talking about what I want to believe about myself. I'm talking about the actuality. So if I'm a liar, am I able to look at myself in the mirror and say, you know what, you're a liar, and then make the decision to say, I don't want to be a liar anymore, and take the steps to keep me from doing that? Will it happen immediately? No. But I have to be intentional about being human. I'm part of the human race just like you are. 
We are born into it. It's not something you chose for me. It's not something I chose for you. Therefore, none of us own it. We have the opportunity and the privilege of being human. That is what separates us from being animals. Yet, if we're not intentional about using our humanity for good, we can become animalistic, right? We can appeal and live in the animalistic tendency versus in the angelic tendency. Now, I didn't say we were angels. In the angelic tendency, the supernatural tendency, which is to supersede that lower form of ourselves. So we have to be intentional about it. We need to stop excusing ourselves from the hard things. Why do I talk to you about all of this? If you go back and listen to, I think it was my inaugural episode of this podcast, I told you that my defining moment, or I shared with you, that one of the defining moments in my life, and I dare say even the reason I am here alive today to do this podcast, is when I was diagnosed with cancer. There is a series of steps that I have had to walk through to really find out who I am. And I still don't know, to be honest with you, but I hope and believe because I have been intentional, as painful as it has been, about who I am and who I want to be. It doesn't mean I don't still make mistakes. I am never saying that. But it means I have to be honest about when I make those mistakes, why I make them, what I'm doing to correct them, and about keeping my junk from spilling out into someone's life like it's their fault. We in this society, many of us, don't like taking responsibility for our junk. We think that we are gods of some sort, little g, and we want to impose that on everyone else. But the fact of the matter is it's not until we take a hard look at ourselves and if we spend time being intentional about who we are, That's actually a full-time job. We won't have time for a lot of the other things that we think we should engage in. And if we are not using every breath to advance the cause of humanity, not just the cause of certain people in humanity, then really how will the universe speak of us? How will supreme being or supreme powers or the higher powers, however you define it, Yes, I am purposely avoiding being so-called religious. Like I have said, I have my own faith value system that I am committed to. But the purpose of this dialogue is to help us understand that we are spiritual. Whether we are religious or not, we are spiritual. And it is the spiritual component of us, the piece that we talk about the least, that drives us. It drives how we think, and therefore it drives how we behave. That's what this is about, bringing a level of self-awareness or at least prompting us to think. What I like to say when I counsel or when I share with people is, my challenge to you is that you would at least look at it. You at least have to consider it. That's my only, just consider it. Just consider for a moment that the greatest part of you is the part that you cannot see. But it's coming out in your thoughts and it's coming out in your behavior. Which means if you are not behaving or thinking, if you're not thinking in a certain way, then you're likely not behaving in a certain way. And I don't mean 
there's certainly, I don't mean hypnosis, I don't mean those things that are where you sidetrack the process, let's put it that way. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about doing the hard, deep work of saying, you know what, I'm really not as good as I think I am. You know what, I really, my thoughts are really jacked up. You know what, I really treat people pretty badly. You know what, I can do better. Even if I think I'm doing well, I can do better. I've done well in my career. Who else can I help to do well in theirs? These are the kinds of things, if we are not thinking that way, that with every opportunity we have, where we are taking a step or have made a step or have experienced some level of edification, and dare I say blessing, that we aren't trying to reproduce that for someone else, then history will not speak well of us. The universe will not speak well of us. It was here before we got here. It'll be here when we leave. And so our purpose here with billions of other humans is not to find out how divisive we can be. It's to find out how we find common ground despite our differences, not to focus on the differences first. We're really good at that. But the differences, believe it or not, are the least of all. We just like to amplify them because it's convenient for us. So I want to challenge us today. What are you doing today to make history? The way we make history is by starting with who we are. Where did I come from? Why do I behave like this? Have I forgiven who I need to forgive? Am I still carrying grudges? Do I hate other people? Do I see other people as less than human? Do I see other humans as less than human? Hmm. There's an interesting question. And if so, why do I do that? Because I didn't put them here. They didn't put me here. What right have I to do that? None, by the way. So we have to start with us. Stop making history. We've objectified history instead of made it personified history. And since we've objectified it, we think, therefore, we are entitled to own it in some way. No, you don't even own your own self. But you can own your thought processes. You can own your behaviors. You can own the things that are important for you to become a better human. And when you become a better human, that should be all of our goal, then we all will become better. Why? Because wherever we are, we'll be enhanced and enlightened and edified by the process we've gone through, by the pain we've gone through. If anyone, if anyone has ever been through cancer or some other pain, it is a pain unlike anything you've ever experienced. I wouldn't wish it. I don't like to, I don't consider other people enemies. There are people I disagree with. There are people who disagree with me. But we're still all human. Whether I ever talk to them or not, whether they talk to me. I have people that I love that I don't talk to that often. So that's not, that's not really the issue. But I, there are certain things I wouldn't wish on another human. I don't care who they are. When we felt that kind of pain, when you, if you had felt that kind of pain, you shouldn't wish it for somebody else. So we use the pain to grow not to hurt others. We use the pain to say, okay, 
I have to deal with this pain. I have to get myself to a place where I can help someone else when they're in pain, whether it's a spiritual pain, a physical pain, uh, a thought, soul process pain, or all of the above. We have to use our mistakes as lessons for others. We have to use our pain to help bring joy and life and peace to others. We have to be facilitators of love. We have to be those people who choose intentionally to be better with every breath. Doesn't mean we don't have our moments. But I, let, me, let me share this with you. One of the things I learned through my process is that it's okay to have moments. It's just not to have okay to have moments in public, number one. And it's not okay to have moments that you blame on other people. There are always going to be people provoking or trying to provoke or not agreeing or whatever. The question is how we handle it. If you're in pain, you shouldn't want to see anyone else in pain. You should want to bring healing. And so then as, as in going through pain, we should become vessels and vehicles for healing and restoration. If we have felt unloved, then we should become vessels and vehicles for loving other people because we would never want to feel that again. So in giving it, we're helping to heal ourselves, but also to heal others. In forgiving other people, if you've never been forgiven, why would you want to not forgive someone else? Why would you want them to feel that? And all I'm talking about, I haven't even gotten to the bigger picture yet. I'm still talking about us individually. We've got to move beyond some of these things that keep us in these places of isolation, segregation, and it could be any kind of segregation, not just racial. But the beauty of humanity is, is, is found in unity, not in ism. Everything that speaks of the beauty of humanity is found in I-T-Y, iti, community, unity, not in ism, I-S-M, schism, or division. So I challenge us, and when we see division, what that means is that there's something in us that's divided, and so we're projecting that into every situation we step into. There's something in us that's broken, and so we're putting brokenness into every situation we step into. And what I'm here to challenge us to believe and to think about at least, you don't have to believe it, but my challenge is that you at least look at it, is what in you needs healing, what in you is in pain, what in you is broken. doesn't mean you're a bad person necessarily. If you're a bad person, just say you're a bad person. I'm not making that judgment. You need to make that judgment. I need to make that judgment. We don't need to be falsely humble, but we also don't need to be arrogantly proud. We're all human. We all make mistakes. And what we need to do now is be honest about who we are and who we are not so that we can help each other make history, so that I can help you reach your potential. You can help me reach my potential, that we constantly push each other without shoving each other, that we walk together without dragging each other, that we can disagree, and at the end of the day, 
still eat together or walk together in mutual love and respect. Think about it. I challenge you to look at it. My name is Michelle. Thank you so much for joining me for this segment of Life Chats with Chaplain Michelle. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.